Okay, everyone. Um, I know in the past through different episodes, I mentioned my husband or I'll say, I'll reference and just say, well, I was talking to Chris. The Chris is my husband. If you've never, if you just (laughs) chimed in to um, my podcast this season and we were sitting and we were sitting and having a conversation just about um, our journey and like from like childhood to adulthood and with goals and stuff like that and he touched on a point and I said oh man like I immediately thought about y'all like I would want um the people who participate and listen with this podcast to hear this perspective and breakdown you know um you know in life I believe that you have to make sure that you set up a bunch of pockets in different areas of your life where you can get perspectives that can be fresh because our own personal perspectives um grow stale often because it's just inside of our mind and sometimes when it comes to goals it's such a vulnerable place um that we don't allow that spot to get enough air you know because with goals you start talking about like shit we're like you know, it's intimidate. It's intimidating. Or did you meet it? Did you not meet it? But um, that's a little background of like the statement that he's gonna segue into. So um, and you know, I realized also I've never had a guest on the show out of six seasons, and this is my first guest. My, you know, my husband Chris. He has his own. Well, I'll start with Chris because I don't want to just put him under his title only. Like, that's all he is. But no, um, let me give you a little background about him. He is the father. Like, he believes, I remember one time he told me, he said he believes a part of his purpose is to be a dad. Like, and to teach, you know, about fatherhood. And he also has a podcast called uh, Becoming a Great Dad. And... And it's a whole bunch of struggles that we go through. I mean, that we go through as parents, but specifically as a father. So I always recommend that even to women who are parenting alone. Um, because we couldn't, we, there's no way you can be both. I was a single parent for 14 years. So um, even listening to his podcast, I have a different perspective of what like oh that's what he thinks when that happens or even being a woman understanding a son getting a fresh healthy male perspective of some of the things that they deal with and um all things fatherhood all things teaching all things growing like he's you know I I mean he's a fatherhood expert you know so um now I'm gonna introduce him. Well, that's Chris. a hell of an introduction. <laughs> that's a hell of an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So what? Um, oh, I'm supposed to segue into what I was saying. Okay, early. Okay, let me give me a second. Give me. A, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I started off saying earlier that um, each of us, all of us, really. Uh, every single person, I think in the entire world, actually, 
we all have this very quiet, constant battle. And it's a battle that is inside of us that no one, no one talks about publicly. No one even mentions it. And it's a battle that really dictates our entire life. And it dictates how we react. It dictates how we feel. I mean, it's really the fuel for a lot of stuff. But, you know, it is the the battle of like, you know, how you thought your life was going to end up or become versus the reality of the trajectory it's on currently. And I'll give you a great example, right? If you think about, and I'm thinking about this for myself, right, as this kind of thought experiment. Mm. Einstein used to do thought experiments, and when I first heard that, Mm. I thought, man, like, that's a genius... That's a genius thing to just sit in a room quiet and not do any actual experiments with chemicals or like devices. Just use your mind to think. That's how Einstein actually came up with, you know, a lot of the, you know, laws of gravity. And if he would just sit and think, he called it a thought experiment. But I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, no, no, uh, you're not because I'm about to stop you and ask you. Under, yeah. Um, <clears throat> When you say thought experiment, to be clear, you mean um, you is is that the practice where you just let thoughts come in and out freely and you don't stop them, or do you think about one specific thing? No, no, no. A, th- a, a, a thought experiment is where you you take one specific subject uh-huh. and you don't and you don't let you let your mind hypothesize things and try not to let it be put in a box. So, so, so for example, right, I give you like one example and this is off, off topic, but you know, if you, if you, you know, Einstein, it's 1930. Okay. He's sitting in a laboratory and he goes, Hmm, I want to just have a thought experiment about, you know, the universe. Where did it come from? Now, that's a, a very big, complex topic, right? But what he would do is he would take, okay, what are some known facts, right? Mm-hmm. Some known facts about the universe are, and let's just use two for this thought experiment to be very simple. One, we know for a fact mm-hmm. that the universe we live in is expanding, right? meaning it's getting bigger, mm-hmm. Okay. And two, we know that there's light, there's gas, there's hard matter like rocks around the universe. So let's just stop there, okay? Uh So again, that's a very defined, you know, one topic you're thinking about. And so Einstein went, okay, well, let's, let's just think about that. Not thinking about scientific equations and calculate, let's just, the mind run free. Uh So he went... Well, if something expands, hmm, it has to contract. Uh-huh. I don't need to know how big the universe is or how long it is or, or, or waste time measuring it. Uh-huh. Now, most, science, most scientists would go and say, well, I'm going to spend five years putting up a telescope. And me-. No, no, no. Einstein uh-huh. just said, well, if it's big as hell at uh-huh. this point, 
It had to be small as hell at some other point. Right. And then everything in it had to be condensed down uh, into this tiny speck of a thing. Uh-huh. And so, you know, different scientists postulated. And now, I'm not saying this where it came from, but if you think about that thought real quick, that's probably where the Big Bang Theory came from. I was just thinking that, and I was like, I don't want to ask that, because that, <laughs> that sounds like, you about to ask a crazy question, like, bitch, if you don't Google that. Some nerd's no. going to be like, your podcast is irrelevant, it's not worth it. Be. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. I'm going to comment on this. Look, look, I want to be slaughtered. As a certified but, you know. nerd and technologist, <laughs> I will take the brunt of all of the nerds, you know, Cbody at you're not getting my email dot com, but um, <laughs> no, but no, no, but that no, but that is what you know. That's what a thought experiment uh-huh. is. You know, you take one uh-huh. topic and you hypothesize on it to try to get to uh-huh. something. And so, I see all that to say, you know, the thought experiment about going back to the topic I was saying is, you know, if we all think back. And I think the beauty of this is that there's a this this same thing happens around the exact same time in our lives, which I think is supposed to happen. But if you think back between for yourself the ages of, and I'll start off with 16 uh-huh. through 21, uh-huh. that you know four or five whatever year span, right? Uh-huh. Every 16-year-old to every 21-year-old, me, Toya, everyone in the world, has the same exact thought. Man, when I get older, Uh I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Uh I'm going to be dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to have dot, dot, dot. Yikes. And what that does is Whatever those dots are. The dots gave me the chills. That, <laughs> is, that is your, you know, and, and I mean, and you also have to look at what I said, right? I said to be and to have, right? Yeah. What you're really saying is I am going like my inner person. This is what success looks like for me. And this is what I am going to transform my life to be. That's internally, right? So that I can be fulfilled. Uh-huh. But then also as human beings, externally have means I also want to have things so that other people have money, have this, have that. So other people can see, you know, just internally having the success I want is not enough. Uh-huh. Sometimes for most people, I have to outwardly show it. Uh-huh. So we have this through 16 or 21. There's nobody that can't tell me that they don't have that, that, that. I got a 24. We got a 24 year old and, I, and, we, and we now have a 18 year old. Uh-huh. And, I've, and I've, I've seen it. Uh-huh. I've, I've talked to them. Uh-huh. Now, I, I personally, I think, I think it's, it's now I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful because at that age, you have no fear. You have no restrictions. Uh-huh. Life, you know, like Fatoya and I, life hasn't pounded you in the ground yet. Yeah. You know, bills yeah. 
bills haven't consumed you. Right. You know, the hurt of family and friends. Right. Or relationships with boyfriends and girlfriends haven't ripped you apart. Right. The world is their oyster. They're invincible. They can do anything they want. You know, they get celebrated. You know, they get celebrated because they graduated high school. Mm -hmm. They get celebrated because they can drive. They get celebrated because they started school. They get celebrated because they have a good major. Mm -hmm. They get, you know, I mean, man, that's just, that's just the best time ever. And so they, they operate in that, you know, okay, I want my life to go this way. And then fast forward 20 years, you know, you're 35, you're 40, you're 45. Uh-oh. And inevitably, at some point in time of your life, there's the, there's that, you know, there's that quiet little, I forget what the story is, but I, uh, I love the story. And again, I'm sure if somebody's listening, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if somebody's listening, they can, you know, they can look it up. But it's a story, it's a story about the king the king would walk among the crowd and they would chant his name and they would praise him and sing his glory. And the king loved it. But the king hired a little boy or or like a squire that would uh, whisper in his ear as he walked through the crowd. And I could be getting this wrong, so don't quote Chris on this, but I believe it's, I believe the boy would say, memento mora, which is Latin. And that means one day you will die. And the king wanted the boy to whisper that in his ear to remind him of the mortality from, you know, to keep him grounded from all the praise he would get. Now, I say that to say that we also have that little invisible, quiet voice that some point in time that goes, hey, you know, when you were 17, mm. you said you were going to dot, 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 and be dot, 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 mm. and have dot, dot, dot. And the amazing thing about that voice is it doesn't even finish the question. Oh. Because y'all, because you, because, and, 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 and here's the thing, you would think, Okay, Chris is pausing because he's about to finish the question. We are, as adults, we all know what the other part of that question is. But the voice doesn't even ask the other part of the question. You know why? Because it doesn't have to. Because there's an even quieter voice that knows the the, the question. It doesn't whisper it. It doesn't say it. All it does, it just lets you sit in it. And you, as an adult know what the answer to that question is. And for most people, the answer to that question is, I did not. I did not dot, dot, dot. The have dot, 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 I didn't reach yet. So, and that's not a horrible or a bad thing because you could do, you can, you can do, you can do two things with that. You know, that's why I think life is such a, you know, everything, life and parenting and relationships and everything has just such a beautiful two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody might 
listen to this and think, man, like that. Well, I mean, that's a Debbie Downer because, you know, like, you know, because like, well, and, 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 and I'm going to take myself, for example, as to not, you know, make you feel like whatever. But, you know, but if I think, but if I think about, you know, my dot, dot, dots, right? And now, again, this is a thought experiment. I'm not saying that this is the way that I currently feel. Um, but for my own thought experiment, if I, Christopher Bodie, you know, said, well, at 18, I wanted to be dot, dot, dot. And at 18, I wanted to have dot, dot, dot. And then fast forward to 2023, if I felt like, man, I didn't achieve that, right? There are two ways, there are two avenues I can go about that. The first avenue, the first street is okay. You know, I, 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 I said I was going to be and have, and I'm going to do one or two things. Well, not one or two, I'm going to do two things. One, I'll give myself grace. Mm-hmm. Because 18 year old me had no goddamn clue. Right. What was going to happen exactly. 20 years from now, mm-hmm. the hurt and pain and trauma. Yeah. Hey, stupid Chris, you don't, you don't know, boy. And I'm talking to myself, <laughs> you know, that's the first give myself great. And, but the second thing is also, I'm going to put on a good pair of socks. I'm going to tie up my goddamn shoes. I'm going to put on a good belt that fits. And I say good belt that fits because as I've gotten older, I've learned, man, like these loops and these belts really be messing with you. <laughs> And you know what? If I didn't be, and I'm, let me. It's never too late to get started on the path mm-hmm. of what of those dot dot dots. I'm not going to let you know that bring me down or ruin me with a. You know that is, and people talk about like being resilient, and you know that's how you learn to be. Very true. Resilient. Like, Very true. If you did not achieve what mm-hmm. you wanted to achieve or have the things mm-hmm. you wanted to have, why get in a slump and piss and moan about it? Start working to get toward it. Is it going to be challenging? Yes. Yeah. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Are you going to have to make sacrifices? Yes. I told this to yesterday, and I really want to print it out and put it above my, my thing. That was good. How bad do you want it? And it's yeah. perfectly okay if you have a quiet conversation with yourself and say, you know mm-hmm. what? I really don't want it that bad. I'm comfortable. I yeah. get it. I get it. I get it. But but I'll say this. This is what I always say. If you're going to have that conversation with yourself and decide that you don't want it that bad, don't get mad at other people don't. who do. Don't. don't critique other people who do. Don't break them down. And make it seem while, you know, like it's just pointless while they're doing it or some other. You're breaking it down so you can handle yourself not getting it. You know, don't if you're going to accept things, don't get mad at people who don't want to yeah. stay in that place. That's right. That, that's 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 true. And 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 now the other side of it, too. And I and, 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 and I mean, I've definitely, you know, I have experienced this. So I'm not speaking as if I'm all high and mighty, as if I am like running through walls, right, myself, okay? But the other part of it is, you know, you could ask yourself that that question and you could be like, damn, I really didn't, you know, I really didn't get, I really didn't get to my dot, dot, dots. 
And here's the crazy thing. Not crazy, but I think it's I think this is a human nature thing, but it goes back to what Toya said, right? If you had that thought experiment and then you, you know, if you manage on that, and let's just say, you know, you go about the 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 day, you know a lot of the the things that we already deal with, and I'll take for example insecurity. Uh-huh. That fuels the fire of insecurity. Because think about this. If you feel like I haven't achieved what I want to achieve, uh-huh. a- a- achieve, if you already or if you have a plant of insecurity and you water it with I haven't achieved, that plant is not going to be watered with, you know. That's good. I don't, if you already are angry or mad and you water it with I haven't whatever, you're going to be madder. If you already have a little mm, thing with jealousy, like what Toya said, and you water it, like you're going to be like, well, and I'm, 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 and I'm saying all of this, I'm saying, and I'm using these three examples specifically because they are my own examples. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, so don't feel like, right. you know, oh, this dude on here talking about, <laughs> no, 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 he just, no, no, no. he just out the gate. I'm just using, <laughs> I'm using, I'm using my mm-hmm. own, I'm using my own examples. I have been a person and I am still working on it that, you know, will see someone else doing something and will quietly be like, whatever, dog, you know. But that whatever dog is, I already deal with and fight with, you know, having a seed of jealousy, okay? Uh-huh. But now I but now I am then watering that seed with, well, I didn't get to my dot, dot, dot yet. Uh-huh. And what that's going to do? That's going to just make me even more. Right. More whatever. It's gonna water it, like you said. You know, and that's not the and 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 look, I I I use the analogy of you know seeds and plants and stuff, and and I think it's also kismet that during COVID, I became a gardener. Um, I actually, uh, well, 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 and, well, and, well, and, well, and, and um, um, well, and I, and during my meditation, and now you got me rolling pot. Toya has me in real podcast mode now because I'm about to share something. <laughs> and I only talk like this. Y'all, his podcast, podcast. is excellent. But but this is something I only sh- I, this is something I only share in podcast mode, Chris. But a lot of times when I meditate, a lot of my meditations are I am I am working in the garden with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit in my meditation is a very small uh, Asian woman. I don't know why a small Asian woman is my, you're the Holy Spirit. And she's very nice. She always has sweet tea for me. And when I meditate and we actually work in the garden, sometimes we work planting things. And sometimes when I go back to meditation, the things we've planted, they're ready for harvest. And sometimes we have to till and we just sit and talk. Like we just like she and I just sit and talk about things as we're gardening. And, you know, I say all that to say that it's kismet that I use the example of, you know, the watering and the seeds, because when you think about that for a second and you think about 
Well, man, how can I get things back on track? Grounds, bad soil, hard soil can always be tilled. Seeds can always, and and plants can always be uprooted. Water can always be changed out. The ground can always be made malleable. You can add, you can add stuff to ground to make it, you know, malleable. You can plant certain things. You can plant olives and you can plant grapes. And now I'm about to go into gardener mode because the because the the nutrients that grapes and olives, the roots give to the ground makes the ground even richer in nitrogen and phosphorus for the next season and the next season That's why it was and so the next hard season. To get rid of them grapes in the backyard. Exactly. Exactly. That's why and I'll even go back a little further and now this is minister Chris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if we go back, if we remember and I'm talking about back in biblical times, right? Yeah, they was growing wheat and they was growing corn. But where were people really making a big money from, right? Where were people really, you know, like where were people really getting, you know, they were trying to sell growth. You know what it was? Olive groves. You know why? Because from olives, you could press them to get oil. And grape farmers wanted to buy the land of the olive farmers because they knew if you had been growing olives on this land for two, three decades, man, that's why I'm going to be so rich. My uh-huh. grapes going to be crazy. And if my grapes crazy good, guess what's crazy good? My wine crazy good. Uh-huh. And I see all that to say, and I'm, 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 I'm going to go back to where I started was that, you know, if you listen and you're thinking like, man, whatever, man, that, 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 those plants can be uprooted that ground can be retilled, that water can be changed out. It ain't never too, it never too late. Like, you know, like that, you you can win that battle. Yeah. Like it's a quiet battle that we all have and we mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. You you can win that battle, and right. you know, and 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 going back to what you know Toya said earlier, you know, the battle is the 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 battle is definitely important for your personal development and growth, you know, but I'm also a firm believer in that once I figure out something or once I fix something or once I win a battle, it's not over yet. Uh-huh. I've got four children that I have to help at, at not fight for them, uh-huh. but advise, uh-huh. coach, guide, mentor, and counsel. And if I do a good job with my battle, I can advise and mentor Precisely. and counsel them for their own personal battle. Because they're going to have it too. Mm-hmm. Because it's not meant, you know, it's just like, it's not meant. There's so many things. I don't know if you remember, maybe about five years back, 
where I just came in a room and I sat down and I was just like, man, we're know-it-alls. We parented oh, these yeah. kids and we cut out this and we cut out that and stuff like that. And and we didn't realize that we were throwing out the baby with the bathwater with some of that shit that we did, mm-hmm. you know, because some of the stuff that we experienced, if you only focus on the negative blips, you know, you're going to be in trouble. You know, it's not going to work out good, you know, and when it comes down to parenting and stuff, you know, I one day was in the kitchen doing something and I was just thinking about one of the issues that happened with the kids and I immediately heard, you see, it was never meant for you to stop them from ever going through that, you know, Mm -hmm. it was meant for you to grow and for you to learn because we're, you know, we're, it's a trend for a good bit of people, you know, to say, we're going to, generational curses, we're going to break them all, (laughs) you know. And there are generational things, but you have to realize one person, it's not one chop that chops down the tree. Each chop is a life. If I just break one of them, I'm straight. (laughs) That's probably Man, this dude, wow. I just break one. (laughs) Y'all, now that's, that's regular Chris. I ain't got time to be doing... (laughs) If we no. got not, I, I won't break one of the 99 generational curses. Girl, I mean, I y'all, he's being funny. But no, back to what I was saying. You know, each life, like, Chris took a chop at the tree of issues. You know, each one of the kids are going to take their chop at the tree of issues. And it's going to keep on going to eventually you're changing a gene pool, right? That's the mindset of it because everything in life is so prismic. And when God said, and when God said to me that it wasn't meant for you to stop them from going through it, it was meant for you to grow and learn so you can advise them, you know, so you can give them pointers. The counsel. And sometimes it's for you to quietly understand them. Yeah. Chris is Chris is 10 times better than that than me. Quietly understand them. Yeah. And, you know, also quietly having empathy or, you know what, quietly and outwardly having empathy. You know, there was a parent I talked to and it was something about our both of our kids were in the midst of something uh, together. And he said, you know what the issue with parents is? They always forget that they do the same. They, they was doing the same thing. So they don't realize why you look at like, oh, I was cutting up and I was doing this. No. Or like even when you talk about parents, when they talk about premarital sex and a whole bunch of stuff like that, they make it seem like, oh, I was just making mistakes and whatever. No, let's be honest. You were trying to find love. You were trying to define yourself. You were trying to define your manhood. You were trying to solidify something that was already there that didn't need solidification. You know? Yeah. You were trying to build something. You were feeding an ego. You were trying to keep up. Like, be honest so you won't just look at it like these kids are just messing up just because they feel like it. Mm-hmm. They struggling. I look at Todd and the grade he's in. I'm like, man, I was I was sinking <laughs> that grade. So I know what it's like. It's, you know, being picked on or whatever. Like so many things that as adults, we can look at kids and we make it seem like they're dealing with so little because they don't have bills. Man, 
Yeah, man, because then that, because you know, because because they be stressed. Because you can't, you can't, <laughs> you know. There's a certain point in life. In 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 and you know and and what's funny about it, I was about to say there's a certain point in life where you know you got to go from being a kid to then having to juggle all of these social political uh-huh. issues. You know, because like in fifth grade, it's kind of like, bro, I can't just go to school and have fun. No, you have to, you have to, you have to navigate cliques. You have to navigate, you know, being cool. You have to navigate having and not having. You got to navigate being, you know, smart. You got to navigate like, man, like, you know, like, and even if you're not into girls or into boys, like, you still got to, you know, like, Nobody want to be the one that nobody don't like or think you. So you have to navigate that. And I was about to say there's a certain age, but I just thought, you know what? Damn, maybe you always got to navigate that. Because even Because even yeah. if you're in pre-K and kindergarten, you got to navigate. Wait, they got the blocks and I don't got the blocks. So I could either go over there and bust inside the head to get the blocks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or I could be a little more political about it and say, hey. You want to share the blocks, or you want to take oh, that's take good. the take the ball and whatever. So, so at every stage in life, like you got to deal with with these. Without, and I'm sure there's a more technical term for them, but like this mm-hmm. social, social, social political way of navigating life. But it's like, bro, I'm just seven. I'm just ten. Like, I'm already trying to learn this damn math that I don't understand, and I got to navigate. The, the 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 schoolyard too. I gotta navigate because he got this book sack. I gotta navigate because you know, like, like you know, like I used to deal with that as a young boy. You know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a, I didn't have a swag about me at all. You know, when I was like 10, 11, 12. but I remember going to school with dudes, and I was an adult. I'm like, man, them, them dudes had swag. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they just had a thing about them. Right. Like Ty. Yeah, you know, like, and girls gravitated toward that, and I never had that. You know, so, and, you know, that's a, you know, like, that is a, that's one pebble on the whatever, on top of just learning school. So, I mean, you think about that, like, yeah, I mean, they got to, you know, like, they got to, you know, and and, and I'm in you right in what you said. Like, it does help to have empathy mm-hmm. for them when you think, man, their their yeah. issues in their wor- world. Just because it's not your own <laughs> big adult issues, man, they, they they still have their own things too. And honestly, it's not something that I'm just so keen and whatever. I just knew that we have a son, the youngest son. He's like me. He's the words of affirmation person. He's very expressive. And I saw him at the fall fest. <laughs> Chris, he was stressed. I can tell he was overstimulated. He had been in class all day. You know, that you know, you're dealing with a school, like in a public school system or a charter school system. So you're dealing with like, you know, um, levels they got to hit. So they probably drilling them about learning certain things at certain times and just a whole bunch of stuff. And talking about like, you know, us both saying that, you know, we should have more empathy or just having empathy in general with kids. Um, that brings you listing all of that stuff mm-hmm. brings back why you should be okay. If you didn't hit the dot, dot, dot. 
because we make it seem like there's just simple one little boxes we got to check. No, every year we dealing with a thousand things at once. And we have this expectation that we should be whatever. And it's like, no, it's not, it's not real. You have to give yourself space. And just like how he's listing those things. And you see how he listed what I thought was so good about you listing. Like that you deal with, that you dealt with and still deal with, you know, and fight off certain jealousy things. There's this thing that I believe. I believe that if more people would just take stuff like that and then put it in a tool belt and then pick it out, pick it out their like little wallet thing, almost like a handyman tool belt. Take out the jealousy card and look at it and look at the thing that you're dealing with. Am I doing that? Okay, check this box, check this box. Okay, that looks like jealousy. I should stop. Instead of looking at it like, I'm one of those, not me being a hater, you know, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm a hater, all right. <laughs> you know, Kanye said, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, you know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna be the hater that Kanye was talking about. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when people talk about that, but still, you know, you being honest about those things and saying that's what you deal with. That's, no, and it, and, and yeah. it helps, and, and, and it, I mean, and in my, and in my experience, not the jealousy thing, but I'll talk about the insecurity part of it. Uh-huh. It helps when I take that card out and I go, okay, yeah, right. I am having a moment right now where, uh-huh. where I feel insecure. It's not just taking the card out and looking at it, uh-huh. but then it's also, okay, I'm going to, now that I've identified it, right. I'm not going to just act reckless. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to then go back in that little uh, handyman uh, belt and I'm going to take out a tool right. to address mm-hmm. whatever card I just picked up. Because in the tool that I use to address the uh, the insecurity ain't the same tool that I use to address the jealousy. Mm-hmm. That's good. So like in this conversation, we've covered... Um, We've covered a great deal of things, but they all work together interchangeably. Like, you have to tap on all of them to get to one. You know, people like to try to tackle one area when really it's like there's always a base area that we have to dig into first. The stuff that we talked about in this conversation, different pockets of it whether it be dealing with your own foundation or even thinking about your children's foundation too. You know, um, you have to have these talks and have these quiet moments because a lot of stuff happens in the corridors of our mind and we just, you know, hurry up and close the door. We close the window. We close the curtains because we don't want nobody to see this type of vulnerability. We don't want anyone to think that we're the kind of person to be jealous or to be this or to be that. Like, we're so busy protecting, you know, ourselves and our thoughts that there's no air that gets in the room and it grows stale and it grows mold and it grows bitterness. And when you see older people, I empathize with bitter old people. When I see like a mad man in Walmart and I'm thinking, man, what about his life didn't go the way he wanted? I'm not saying for, you know, that's okay for you to act a fool with me, sir. But I have some empathy with like, that ain't, 
what I'm doing right now has nothing to do with that man's anger that's being a cashier right now. It's not. It's something else. But, you know, um, like Chris said, it's never too late. And when you find out that you have the dot, dot, dots, and when, you admit, and when you're ready to admit, or, you know, that you have the dot, dot, dots, or you know someone dealing with the dot, dot, dots, you know, the advice to you or to you that you could pass to them is that, like he said, put on your socks, put on your shoes, and put on your belt. And let's, let's, let's get to work. Let's start. Let's start somewhere. Let's start somewhere. Make a step towards your dot, dot, dot. That's all you got to do. Just take one step at a time. Everybody wants to force out a five-year plan. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Just take one step towards the dot, dot, dot. A good bit of my life, people act like I didn't have direction or I had someone act like, you know, like, so what's your goal? I, my goal is to grow and to heal. And whatever happens in the midst, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on every train that's another connecting train to a next level of growing. And then I became this person that I am today from that. That was my original start from being a like career screw up. You know, you know, I didn't shake off stupid until I was damn near 29, 30. You know what I mean? So like, well, like 28, 29. So you could imagine, you know, so um, take a step towards your dot, 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 you know, um, I think we've gotten some good information and I think this is going to be a good bonus episode for people to go over because the end of the year, you know, everybody's dealing with the same thing. Even a fucking organ man, like was at the house and we was talking and I was like, wait, so everybody from artists to parents to that's, that's no coincidence, you know? Yeah. Something about that in, in something about the something about the end of the year and it probably isn't even the end of the year is just the being in the end of something yeah. in the end of a phase mm-hmm. it 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 forces you to confront you know and same thing with the king it 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 forces you to confront the mortality of things whatever that thing may be you know towards the end of something that that's why the beginning of the year is such jubilation because you are just like ah now I have a fresh uh-huh. start it's just Monday uh-huh. like January 1st is just the you know the next day from the 31st you know but but and not to take anything away from resolutions but it is the beginning you know of right. a phase you know and that makes you you know feel feel whatever uh-huh. do you uh do you play outro music on your podcast or you just... No, I don't play outro music. Oh. We just... Would you like me to I add mean, no, no, outro music to you? No, I don't want you to... Don't come here and change it Oh, like oh, oh, sorry. I just... That's <laughs> on my podcast, okay? We got a sound producer, music producer. Man, so just look. be like, and hey, cut. <laughs> no, but I do put music on top. You know, oh, I put the mellow ooh. music, my theme. Jazzy. No, all right. All right. Knock it off. Okay, so... um. Y'all, I hope that this helps and that I hope that you've been going over the four episodes of the boundaries that I that I gave 
gave out as a, you know, Christmas gift slash holiday um, gift for you guys to be that push for the next year. And I want to thank Mr. Christopher Bodie oh, for you. gracing us with his knowledge and I storytelling. Feel so, I feel so, uh, so, I like, to, I, uh, <clears throat> I like to thank uh, Jesus and my wife and um, all the people Mm-mm. that can't know. Okay. You see how he acts? All right, y'all. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me on special guest. I feel special. Yeah, you are special. I mean, I'm for real. I mean, for lack of better words, like you are that nigga when it comes down to parenting stuff. You know, um, we're gonna have to do another um, episode um, where we talk about parenting and we talk about that ripping that you explain that children do from oh, teenage to adulthood. Buckle up, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. That's a heavy episode, but I mean, we'll dig it into it. Um, so yeah, again, his podcast is becoming a great, um, becoming a great dad, and you can find that everywhere and stuff like that too. So, um, all right, y'all. Till next time.